Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Let's talk about Donald Trump for just a little bit. He had a big day yesterday. He was in New Hampshire. While he was there, he likened himself to South African President Nelson Mandela. He also (laughs) fantasized about punching President Joe Biden, something I think we've all done before. But while he was there, he got registered in New Hampshire. Our country is just, I mean, my goodness, the position we are in. (laughs) The... Like, okay, so 2012 was normal, right? In the sense of it was a normal election. You had the hope and change shine was off Obama. He was just some guy who'd been a subpar president running for re-election. Mm-hmm. And you had Romney, who is as boring as that wall I'm looking at over there. Mm-hmm. And then think since then, <laughs> specifically since 2016, mm-hmm. where we're at now. We've got... <laughs> We've got presidential candidates openly on stage. I'd like to punch the president right mm-hmm. in the face. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but he said that I'm willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. I mean, here's a guy who's saying, you know what? I'll go to jail to get things normal again. Well, look, it's never going to be normal again. It's going to be this very weird battle between whether the country actually cares about its condition anymore because Trump is so is so offensive to so many people, Mm -hmm. but yet Biden is so bad at his job. And you would love, I don't know if you know this, Casey, I once interviewed the president. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? I, I, I've heard that. It I was didn't a great know, dream. I didn't know if that had crossed your desk or not. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, I've I, heard that. To very terrific, I think, mm-hmm. was another word that he was used. He wished all interviews could be that way. Look, his word's not mine. I mean, right. you know, I just sure. asked the questions. Sure. But I would love to, if presented <laughs> another opportunity to give him that great dream mm-hmm. <laughs> once again. What's more ridiculous? What would you ask him? Well, what's more ridiculous? Trump saying I'd like to punch Biden or calling some guy he met three minutes ago a great dream? I think probably calling some guy he met three minutes ago a great dream because I think a lot of people have the same feeling about wanting to punch Joe yeah, Biden in the face. Yeah. Um, I would love to ask him because, I, and I've, I've told this before, like one of the cool things about interviewing Trump, so they set up this, they're very, uh, they're very strict when you interviewed Trump on mm-hmm. how long you had. And they, in fact, they literally told me, if you are not done in your allotted time, we will shut your equipment off and sure. move you out of here. And so we get done and he wants to keep talking. And the lady is like giving me, remember in uh, Happy Gilmore, Ben Stiller runs the old people's home and he's given the cutthroat mm-hmm. sign. Mm-hmm. She's giving me that look and I'm like, hey, he wants to keep talking. And you know, he was asking me all these things about myself. And I, I told him, I said, people saw the side of you they would think differently mm-hmm. about you. Like he was so nice and he was so charming and he was charismatic and he was caring. It's like, I get it. I'm a great dream and terrific, but you don't owe me anything. You've already gotten what you you want from me. And I would love to, if I could have that sort of, not interview him like, Mr. President, what do you think about this? Microphone in the face, but to sit and talk with him. Do you realize that if you just behave differently, one, you probably would have been reelected and two, you would probably be cruising to, is it re-election if you weren't elected the last yeah, time? Yeah, he'd still be re-elected. You would be cruising towards re-election this time. Mm-hmm. It's not your policies. 
it's your behavior. Yeah. It's your general whatever. You, you think you would have the gumption to say that to him? Yes, I would absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like if you and if, if he and I were sitting here having the same sort of five minute off the record chit chat like we did in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him the same way I was talking to him then. I would absolutely ask him that. Because I would be fascinated to know if that actually registers with him. Well, that's the thing. Does he even see that as a problem? And okay, so I want to I want to play this clip. It was Trump holding an adorable newborn. Yeah. And I'm going to go out of order here. Okay. He says, uh, you know, it's a it's a photo op and it's a newborn baby that he's holding and this is this is what he says. <laughs> okay, everybody looking right here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she's loving it. It's a very light baby. Very light baby. He hands the baby back to the mom, kiss the baby twice yeah. on top of the head, no sniffing, nothing awkward. I saw that clip, and it really made me like him. Yeah. Because he seemed normal. This is what I look. I am telling you right now. I'm doing the mm-hmm. you still can't see us on the YouTube. You can hear us though. I love that you can't see us but yet people are still writing insulting things about me on the YouTube <laughs> chat, which is very weird. But anyway, another conversation for another time. That there is that side of Trump. And that I think that's why he was so effective on foreign policy because when Trump goes in a room and the cameras are off and he's meeting with these world leaders, that's what they see, Casey. Mm-hmm. They see the thing that I saw. They see the thing that comes out right there. There's a big part of Trump that is genuinely extremely charismatic, extremely likable, extremely caring and and giving. This was really interesting. So when Trump was running here in, in 2016, after I'd interviewed Trump, I interviewed a guy by the name of Ray, uh, Ray Probasco, Pabas- I think was the guy's name. And he was the pastor for Ryan White. Mm-hmm. And Ryan White's family and everybody, most people know the story of Ryan White. Those of you don't, Ryan White was a a young man from Kokomo, later moved to Cicero, uh, was of no fault of his own through a blood transfusion, uh, tragically came down with AIDS, HIV in the very early part of that where there was no cure. The drugs weren't what they were now. And it was essentially a death sentence. He tried to go to public school. He was ostracized. People Mm -hmm. didn't understand it. Most people know the Ryan White story. Well, Trump actually came to know Ryan White through Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson and Elton John befriended Ryan White. And Michael Jackson was actually living in Trump Tower at the time. And Trump flew Michael Jackson to Ryan White's house in Cicero to see him in his final days. And, and Trump got to know uh got to know Ryan White. And so you're interviewing this guy Ray Probasco about Ryan White and you're talking about all these other things and you start talking about Trump. And you you understand from people like this who have interactions with, with Trump. Trump didn't get anything out of that. It wasn't like Trump made any money off of that. It cost him a lot of money. He's like Michael Jackson, sure. for crying out loud. But you realize there's this incredibly giving side to Trump. Like, he is an incredibly good person at his... That's, at his, what, it, that's right. what it seems like. But the problem is, it's like in reverse. Usually with politicians, the good guy persona is the front. Is what you see in the beginning. And then they keep yes. talking. Yeah, right. You have to get behind the mask. And in the case with Trump, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Like the core of him is very good and it's very decent and it's very loving and caring. But the 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 outside shell of him is the apprentice guy and the entertainer guy. And you just would love to be able to have five minutes with him and say, dude, 
if you were just what you are at your core, you would be president of the United States. The thing was, when he was holding the baby, it it seemed real. It seemed genuine. And that's what people are attracted to. Yeah. And, you know. You want to believe him. We've told this story many, many times. Like, when my wife, girlfriend at the time, we started dating, she worked for the corporate group of the people who owned us before Urban mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. And she was down here for a variety of reasons, not important. And I met her and she, you know, after a couple of weeks, went back up to corporate and told him, yeah, I'm dating Rob Kendall. And they're like, oh, my gosh, get her in a witness protection program. Someone call the authorities. That guy's crazy. She needs a brain scan. What's wrong with her? She said, no, no, no. It's like he's the nicest guy ever. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff on the radio is just for fun. And at his core, he's a nice guy. Now, he believes a lot of the stuff he says. But the the you know, the wild and wackiness, like he's like genuinely the best guy I've ever been with. And the people for a long time just refused to believe that. The point is, though, when I was in public office, when I was running for public office, I wasn't this, right? Like, I still had the same core set of beliefs. I still had the same views of government and how do we fix government and how do we do the things. But it was a different face you put forward because you actually people's opinions of you actually matter and your presentation actually matters in terms of you're trying to get people to vote for you. And Trump just has never. And it's so weird that it's in reverse the ability to show people what he actually is at his core. Okay, so he was delivering some remarks. This was at a campaign rally. He was uh, attacking Joe Biden, says that Biden has been a dream for Islamic terrorists. But Crooked Joe has been a dream president for radical Islamic terrorists. He's been a dream. He's been a dream, an absolute dream. Look what they built. Look at the power they have. They send thousands and thousands of missiles every night. Where the hell do they get thousands of missiles? Each one is expensive as hell. Um, I think he's going to do very well in New Hampshire. And the reason I'm saying that is, well, not only is he polling very well, according to the latest Suffolk University, Boston Globe, USA Today poll, he's at nearly 50 percent. And his next second is Nikki Haley, and she's at about 20 percent. But the thing about New Hampshire is that it ranks second nationally for the number of residents that use oil to heat their homes. Yeah. And that's going to play very big for him in that area. Because of the economy, uh, you know, 54, 58 percent of people are saying that he will be better handling the economy than Biden is. I thought this was interesting. Um, so he talked about Biden's speech on Israel mm-hmm. that, that he gave. And how awful been, it was. Yeah, four, four or five days ago. And um, really, really went after. This is one of the things I really like about Trump is he has been super critical of the rubber stamp of all this money going to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And he was very critical of that in this speech. Take a listen. Four days ago, Crooked Joe Biden gave one of the most dangerous and deluded speeches ever delivered from the Oval Office. It was disaster. Not only presentation, which wasn't too good. It's the words that were really bad. Less than one week after, innocent men, women, children and babies were kidnapped, raped, tortured, slaughtered in the worst terror attack in Israeli history. It was the worst in the history, actually. Babies, I guess they said 42 babies with their heads chopped off. Think of that one. They don't even want to talk about it. 
Crooked Joe went before the American people and said that if you want to support Israel, then you have to give a blank check for the proxy war also in Ukraine, having to do with Russia and Ukraine, which is another one, by the way, would have never... It would have never happened if we were president. If we didn't have that election, you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have inflation. You wouldn't have had the attack on Israel. You wouldn't have had a lot of the horrible things. The world is exploding. If you take a look, I mean, the whole world is exploding. Well, he's not wrong. I think things would be a lot different if he were in the overall office. He says that uh, Biden's not feared or respected. Yeah, yeah, and let's play that real quick because I think that I think of all the things he said yesterday, this is the most important and the most accurate. This is happening because no one fears Joe Biden. Crooked Joe is not feared, he's not respected, and he's regarded by our enemies as a joke. He's they don't even believe it. When I'm president, America will be respected again like never before, just like never before. Okay, so there's a a large fleet, uh, large uh, warships uh, now in the Mediterranean Sea. You've got two U.S. carrier groups there, and things are escalating every single day. 